In the center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, looms Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery, its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mountain, sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes. And the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of Castle Grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Once again, not talking about G.I. Joe. We just did that. We're going to be talking once again about Masters of the Universe Revelation, Kevin Smith's own on Netflix. This is part two of season one, episode two. Did I get that right? I don't know. I'm sure if I didn't get it right, someone on this show will tell me. And quickly, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gene Ippolito. How you much more of these do we got? You can tell everybody wants to get out the door today because not only did no one interrupt me when I tried to start, they said their names like normal people. That's how you know people got stuff to do tonight. I was in my in my head. I was trying to figure out like how many more of these we have to go until this season is over. And then I was thinking... There's probably going to be another season. And then I started to spiral into a deep depression. <laughs> we don't have to do season two, but like it's only five episodes per part. So we have three more after this. That's not bad. That's manageable. We have a lot more find your fate, choose your own adventure style G.I. No, Joe books to do. We absolutely do not. Way more than just the last three no, episodes of this. Not at all. The patrons love them. Not going to happen. In fact, if you could tweet at the show at GI nope, Joe Podcast do not and at the three of us, I will hashtag shut that more find your down. I will buy it. I would like ground. to see it because the people need to know how much I will you love buy those Twitter. Books. I will buy Twitter just to make that not happen. Yeah, I'll I throw mean, in five bucks for that. I'll, I'll, I'll sneak into Elon Musk's house, cut off his face, and wear it, and be like, I'm on Twitter right now. I'm going to. I'm going to uh, close a couple of accounts down because of free speech. And then I'll do that. And then I'll, then I'll, uh, um, I don't know, go to Mexico, just hide out. Jen, it, if you cut off Elon Musk's face, much like Elon Musk, you also still would not be buying Twitter. So what are we talking about? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, everyone knows like Elon Musk is a very rational man. And if no, Chan Lord. just appeals to him and explains to him why he wants to buy Twitter, I think he'll give you the money for it. It seems like he's he's a, a kind-hearted billionaire who wants to spread the wealth to people who want to screw over their podcasting co-hosts. This feels like something that he himself would do. So I think we could sort of like uh, like meet up on that level. You know, people are insulting me on Twitter. I'm going to spend a billion dollars to tank it, to tank its stock and do nothing else because that is literally nothing to me for I am a petty bitch. I believe that's exactly how it went, right? That's uh, my understanding. Yes. Yes. Um, guys, he was never going to buy Twitter. That was never. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that, that all along too. I, that's yeah. why I was never one of the panicked few that said, "Where do we go now?" Uh, yeah. Although I did sign up for well, yes, you were for Hustle Up or something. You you no. made me download you Mastodon. Hustler. I, don't, I don't even know what that Gina. is. Gina, you're about to uh, uh, show show your nether regions for, uh, on oh, the internet. Geez. 
What's my, I don't know what Mastodon is. I, that's me. I did something. You made me. You said all the TV writers are signing up for this. This is where we're all going when Elon Musk buys Twitter. I downloaded Mastodon. Have not even made it happen yet. Didn't even open it because oh, you I, made me. I don't have that on my phone. I have Hustle Up. So oh, you, wait. I do have Mastodon. What the hell? So you deleted it after you made me get it for the I don't Twitter. Know. I, no, but that was a that was a I was never intending to delete my Twitter account. Uh no, just like when everyone was saying like delete your Spotify accounts, I was like, meh. Oh, I did because I don't use it anyway. In fact, I didn't oh. just del- I didn't delete I just deleted the app because as mentioned, I didn't use it anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, deleting the app is like like I never paid oh, for Spotify anyway, so it's not it's not, you know, Guys. what am I going to I Turns did, out- so they felt that sting of yeah. fifteen dollars a month, fourteen ninety nine. Uh, technically, guys, yeah. it oh. turns out I didn't. I didn't actually delete it off my phone. I've just still never used it. <laughs> That'll teach them. You know what? You you and Mastodon are going in the same folder together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are talking about maybe one of the best primest episodes of uh, primal episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation. I mean, uh, uh, where have we even been? You can go listen to the previous six episodes that we've done. They are all in the feed right now. Faster to find them on Patreon, I will only say, in the super secret vault. And uh, look, He-Man has been defeated. Skeletor has taken over. He's got all the power. The Sorceress is now Evil Lynn. And He-Man at the end of episode six, or part one, or part two, episode one, uh, he tried to call down the power of Grayskull without the sword and turned into a gigantic hulking conan monster Uh, yeah i mean he's still essentially he's still essentially he-man adam called it down right adam called it down he's still he-man he just doesn't have the rational part of his he-man brain but he's the same size as this cartoons he 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 lost his humanity is what you're saying Oh, uh, yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, and oh. now I've got to go put on my finest suit because I'm yeah, disgusted was, with myself. Uh, that, was rough. <laughs> that was a rough one. Even I felt um, this is why I don't have a suit. <laughs> you could put on your finest bathing suit. I could put on my finest jorts. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You, and you know what? I guarantee Robert Clark Chan has a pair of finest jorts. I yeah, do. Yeah, let's, let's all guarantee it. I knew Let's it. all be real. If we found Chan with like a, you know, ha- having done something, swallowed a bottle of pills or however he's going out and he was wearing a suit, we would all know he'd been murdered. Yeah, that was not that was not. Yeah, that was not him. If now if he was wearing a pair of finest jorts and a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah, it was his time. I mean, I, I do not own it. My child owns a tuxedo T-shirt. I do not. I do have several masks, however. And I'd be happy to put one of those on. Squeeze into it. Now then you really know. Um, But this episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation is called Reason and Blood. That's a great title for a TV episode. It's a real Better Call Saul uh, episode title from this last season. Chan, I'm sure you agree. Sure, sure. I'm... I'm well versed in uh, Better Call Saul episode Very. titles. Very. Also, <laughs> Better Call Saul. Um, also, the Greater Vince Gilligan uh, Breaking Bad universe. Um, the X Files. It's all together. Also, is it? I mean, it should be if it's not. But I would believe it. I mean, I would absolutely want to see that crossover. It would Dude, make me Yeti actually want to watch Breaking Bad. 
if a Yeti shows up in like the last part of Better Call Saul, I'll be like, fuck yes. Uh, you know who I need? I need Olivia Coleman to show up in uh, Better Call Saul so that we can have a uh, The Crown and uh, Better Call Saul universe, extended universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the BCSEU, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Not the Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul nope. surpassed. I'll say mm-hmm. it. I'll put it out there. Please do. It is surpassed. Uh, you know, I just refer to this version of He-Man as deconstructed He-Man. <laughs> and maybe that's because I just ate at a fancy restaurant a couple of nights ago. I was just going to say deconstructed anything is just a word for lazy, shitty food that rich people want you to think is fancy. But it's yes. actually like you just want the constructed one of it. I just I was like, this is my deconstructed cake. It's a it's a couple eggs. It's it's a a powder dust of flour. <laughs> yeah, it's you bullshit. Know. Like, I don't want a deconstructed hamburger. I want just a fucking hamburger. Right. It's I mean, it's, here's the thing, like a famous bowl from KFC is objectively terrible, whoa, whoa, whoa. but a deconstructed whoa, whoa. famous bowl is just a regular uh, KFC uh, box, which is delicious. So let me tell you, I ordered some KFC mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. uh, and I don't order food out a lot. I, 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 oh, you try like to, to bake carrots at home. That's my understanding. Yeah. I try to, I try to do healthy. Um, and I don't remember what was going on, but I needed some, Gina. You know, there's healthy and there's, oh, yeah, baked carrots are my treat. <laughs> Yo, healthy, baked carrots. No chance. There was it's no chance level. I was going to let this episode go by without the pre-talk of Gina's <laughs> talking about being drunk and baking carrots <laughs> at two in the morning. There was no, no chance I, that anecdote was slipping by this episode. Zero. What like, I actually shoot. said was I had one bag of junk food. And other than that, I didn't have any real junk food in the house. So I would have had to like bake carrots or something. I'm not saying that is my junk food. I'm saying at 2 a.m. your mm. options are limited to what's in your apartment. Uh, Jen, you're hearing the story change among us as it's going on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we haven't lived for two years in a pandemic, w- uh, which has made uh, delivery f- of food readily and easily and inexpensively available to true. every human being in get, the country. You know what kind of crappy foods available at 2 a.m.? It's like pretty much like the Taco Bell near me closes at 2 a.m., so you can't get it after 2 a.m., so really, your only option at that point is the Jack in the Box down the street, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm—I don't think I was drunk enough for Jack in the Box. Is it there a place that, that. Bake, bake carrots and deliver them to you? Yeah, carrots are us. Carrots are. Listen, you addict. Maybe if you'd <laughs> stop drinking so much, you wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> You're right. The the one time since this year started that I drank was definitely a lot. Mm-hmm. But the KFC that I got was freaking delicious. I, mean, I got all the sides. I'm a big sides girl. I like the biscuits with the gravy and the mashed potatoes mm. with the gravy. I don't like corn, but I do like coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're losing me there. But then, you know, KFC is a delight. Uh, double down sandwiches and famous bowls are my religion. So, you know like you're like the whitest dude alive. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, not white enough, apparently. You got to get here's the the key is you got to treat coleslaw like cranberry sauce. I hate and cranberry you, sauce, too, though. 
Yeah, but like that's the thing is you, you just need a little to go a long way. Like you got to get like you got to put on one of those rolls. You got to load it up with some mashed potatoes. You got to put some gravy on there, and then you put a little dollop of coleslaw on the top and get it in that bite, and it's real good. Right, right, for right. For me, right. a little does Make go sh- a long way because a little is zero, and that's how much I like. <laughs> You're gonna have to put a content warning on this episode for people who have not eaten yet. <laughs> Uh, I'm fine. I just had dinner, but they're going to be people who are furious that, that Gina's just going on about. And then you slather the slab and you know, lick it up. <laughs> Look, this is what happens to me when I've been eating healthy since man, uh, relatively healthy for <laughs> several months. Relatively healthy. It's it, your your treat is actually raw carrots when you're eating really healthy. Like yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like to put uh, heat on it. I don't want to lose any of that nutrition. Mm. <laughs> I just said I got KFC last week, so I'm, I'm obviously breaking my, breaking my healthy eating every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. <laughs> I didn't see it. You show me a goddamn receipt. <laughs> so moving forward, deconstructed He Man. <laughs> I really appreciated this. Yeah, this fight scene because <laughs> he man he shows like an impressive amount of speed. Like he 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 closes distance very very fast. He's throwing punches like crazy. He is absolutely pounding Skeletor. He knocks him clean out the building and a ways back. Um, and then a whole bunch of these other like nameless enemies attack him. Like like 20 of them jump on him finally and an axe falls off the wall he grabs it and just one swing and they're all just gone and he is just smashing Skeletor who then uh, uh, uses portals and blasts him into a blast him like across the city and I was just like this is cool Skeletor opens up a portal to go fight He-Man some more and he's just like here's some undead for you ladies and I was like I am having a good time I'm having a good time so far. I'm enjoying the He-Man Skeletor fight that I wanted. It's what I'm getting. And now we're going to see Undead fight Tila and Tila's very close friend. And I'm very, very fine with that. I will say this episode uh, was better than some of the others because a good 80% of it is just fights. I love So it. what I usually find so objectionable, which is the plot and the dialogue, we don't really have that here. But also... I mean, this fight goes on way too long. Oh, disagree. And it suffers from that, you know, like like when you see him, when you see uh, Superman fighting, sometimes it suffers from that. Neither of them are doing any damage. Like they're both so juiced up and so strong that they're just pummeling each other. But there's no blood. They're not like breaking bones. They're not. They're just like at some point, Tila's like, if they keep this up, they're going to destroy the city. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know, like, what's the, you know, the stakes were so low to me because I, it, it, oh, nothing's wow. going to happen to either of them. Look, we know that that's true, but I could not disagree with you more. Now, what you're referring to, I like to call like a Michael Bay Transformers fight scene where you have just two equal robots and one punches and he falls down and the other one punches and he falls down and then they come back and they just do that over and over again, but it doesn't move. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just yeah, the that same shit is thing pointless over and over. too. That's not what this was, though. This was a fight scene, and I will, I be as I love this stuff, I will, let me, for the people at home, the psychology of this fight scene, because there was a lot oh, going please. on here. This is Ray trying to pretend he knows something. 
This was a wrestling match, and I loved it because these are two gigantic brutes who are probably not going to defeat the other one at this point. However, you have He-Man as the raw aggressor. He's stronger, he's faster, and he's more durable than Skeletor. However, he's limited in the fact that he has no weapons and he has no tricks. And Skeletor, who is still strong, fast, and durable, don't get me wrong, but he's less so than He-Man. He needs to keep his distance, and he's consistently through this fight finding new and interesting ways to get at He-Man while keeping He-Man away from him. That includes uh, 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 shooting a force beam at He-Man who gets enveloped in this power and He-Man sticks his hand out and then pushes through the force beam and then wallops Skeletor, which was great. So Skeletor starts switching to all these portals and he starts using portals to like jump out, go a hit, use a portal, jump back. Lots and lots of portals shooting from all the different portals at He-Man at the same time. He used teleportation. He used uh, illusions to make okay. He-Man punch gonna, what he thought I'm was him and blow up a building. Dear Lord, there's so much. Your recap of this boring ass fight oh is my goodness. shockingly also boring. Get out no, of I, town. I don't I, don't, he I know you don't abilities. listen to uh, who would win, but this is Ray in who would win mode. And then there's a good fight. And then this one's going to punch him so fast he's going to fly across space. Damn it. It's, uh, it's a thing. That was yeah, an uncanny, let's just, uh, let's uh, just uh, say the first 10 minutes of this episode is a pointless fight where no one gets hurt and move on. Well, here's the deal. Finally... Finally, he summons golems who then attack He-Man. And incredibly, He-Man jumps into, into a golem who's about twice his size, starts grabbing him to pound him and decapitate him. And Skeletor shoots a, a blast through the golem, hitting He-Man, knocking him asunder because he, he got him because he doesn't care about the golems. Look, all of this eventually ends with Tila summoning a magic teleportation spell. And guys, watch it yourself. Gina is completely wrong about this. This was maybe the best fight scene we have seen in all of this Masters of the Universe. Maybe any Masters of the Universe property that has come uh, along okay, at any that's, point. This that second is the, part is ridiculous. That first part isn't hard to achieve. Wait, that wait a minute. So I was going to say right now, the He-Man fights tend to not be very good. <laughs> this was great. And uh, so I, I will not I, have I disagree. I like this because there was no dialogue, uh, no poorly written dialogue, but in terms of an actual fight, like I could not give less of a oh, crap. Man, uh, I, I think you're holding previous problems with the show against this. This is like saying the Ben Affleck uh, warehouse fight in Batman versus Superman was awful. And I couldn't have cared less because no, that movie this is, there's no, connected. there's no stakes here. Like there, there are some stakes with the, with Tila and, and the useless character whose name I refuse to learn. Uh, like the fact that they have the dead coming after them, but like if when neither He-Man nor Skeletor can get hurt, yeah, this is pointless. Also, I've been wa I've been binge watching The Boys season three, which has a ton of superheroes, like really, really fighting. Wait, season in three it. isn't the one that season three the one that hasn't come out yet. Correct. Uh, Look at you. Correct. I have I have the screeners for season three because I'm doing a press junket for it yes. tomorrow. I will um, be over tomorrow to get them. You better finish them off. <laughs> I think they'll probably rescind my access as soon as the uh, screener is if done. They don't listen to this show, except maybe they do. <laughs> but I will say like, yeah, like watching two, two guys 
who are both totally immortal beat the crap out of each other and neither one can even bleed is not, it's not, there's no point. Like there, there's just no, at some point I was like, what's the, what's the end game here? Like just end this. It's so, it's so dumb. I would rather watch like Skeletor just wail on Adam and like break his fucking cheekbones over and over again or something like that than just the two of them going at it with no stakes wow you thank you Tyler Gina is not that a wrestling seems... fan that is yeah. all i will say yeah i'm, Sorry, I'm no, obviously ahead. not a wrestling fan uh for many reasons but yeah this and- is I, I don't this is not i don't see any point to this and it's not they could have like broken it up with something else with some other storyline but they did. They did. They the just... ladies were fighting undead. And then they, that was for two seconds. And then went back to the good fight. Chan, I need you to break this tie. As a wrestling fan, this is just shades of Stone Cold versus The Undertaker from the early leading, aughts. Leading the, leading the audience, sir. Leading the audience. Let of Chan make up his own mind. That's all I do, Gina. I am a, I am a ringmaster. <laughs> I am a gang leader. Wow, are you stunning as well? Because I see how you went from Stone Cold to the <laughs> Ringmaster. So I'm just going to take uh, you all the way back to the beginning there. Stunning Steve and the Hollywood Blondes. I am a uh, Hollywood Blonde, Gina. Not the last I time will, I saw you. I will say, as I was watching <laughs> it, A, um, the number of times He-Man was go- just went, just got silly just got silly oh, my in terms of the um actual fight itself the animation and the uh um the storyboarding and design like the you know the breakdown of the fight itself i could definitely see uh the script being like and then this cool thing happens and this cool thing happens and it was fine like they put some effort into it and you know like had them do like the cool things you would want them to see like that Big blast of fire, like shooting uh, um, uh, through that golem creature, you know, like, yeah, that's that's all fine. There's nothing like uh, groundbreaking about it, but it's nice that they they made the effort. Um, I will say this was at the point uh, uh, where, let's see, Skeletor was saying something or another. Grace Store of secrets is even more vast than this interdimensional demon dare dream. Uh, oh, this interdimensional villain dare dream. Uh, it it struck me that uh, I, re- I was thinking today <laughs> that I am over the Joss Whedon uh, sort of meta cool guy. Like, oh, look at me! I'm uh, being snarky, talking um, uh, meta textually about the thing that I'm doing right now. And that's very much what this is. It's just yes. like, hey, I'm a cool guy, you know, like uh, not taking this whole thing too seriously. Uh, and so like on the one level, that is why I'm very much over this entire thing, because I don't feel like the, um, the the nostalgia is really genuine. They're doing it in a way that just sort of takes me out of it. Um, so that on top of um the rest of it just kind of like i didn't i didn't i wasn't as mad as a as previous episodes but it's still not great yeah i would agree this episode did not make me as mad as other episodes and that it was fine 
again, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that there was there was not much plot or dialogue, which normally is what what my problem is. So on the one hand, you have an episode that's mostly fighting, and I found that to get old after a little while. But on the other hand, at least I wasn't listening to dialogue or plot. So I ended up thinking this episode was fine. I'll take it. It's the best compliment this wonderful program has gotten from TV's Gina Polito, and I will take it. <laughs> and even from Robert Clark Chan, it didn't piss me off as much as the other ones. And you know what? I had a feeling that's what we were going to get out of this fine masterpiece of television. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> new Skeletor looks pretty dope. I like New Skeletor. Uh, and, and Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill is doing a great job. Let me just yeah, say right now. He's, it, he's- Never, never bad in, in anything. Uh, yeah, that's what makes me sad is that he's so good. And like, the rest of this is just like, nah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, the voice acting is like the least objectionable thing I about this. And, and there were some cool looking scenes in this one. Like when they go to the magical forest or whatever, the animation is cool. Yeah. No, look, Evil Lynn is now in charge. She's the sorceress. Skeletor walks over and he's just like, you know, did you give him the power to do the thing he just did? And she's like, no. And then she's like, how did he do it? She's like, I don't know. And then she's like, don't worry, though. We're going to kill him. And he's like, no, he stays alive until I find out how he did what he did. Then I'm going to find out how he did what he did. And then I'll be even more powerful. And in my head, I'm like, Skeletor, if you just kill him, you don't need to be that powerful, right? No, you only see, need to be that is, powerful in order to kill him. No, this was actually like one of the things on this show that that tracked to me. Because if, if you're a supervillain like Skeletor and you find out that there is more power out there, there is no way you're going to stop hunting that power. Like it, it doesn't matter that he has some power. He doesn't have all the power. He thought that this, he thought okay. that the sword okay. was going to give him all the power. As soon as he saw, Oh, there's a way to harness his power without the sword. He had to have that. He had to learn that because as long as he has that sword, then he's vulnerable to losing that power this tracks to me. This is okay. this, this this tracks. I will That's say so that funny. It, so funny. To me, it read like um again, going back to professional wrestling, Skeletor wanted the power so that he could kill Adam with that power. It is like when someone tries to uh use someone else's finisher just to like rub in and like this is yeah. how much better I am than you that I'm doing your thing instead of you know. good wrestling. Uh good wrestling. So it didn't it it felt like acceptable in in cartoon psychology terms, uh, but it felt a little telegraphed and kind of like, okay, well that's that's obviously how he's going to lose is he's not going to kill He Man when he has the chance. Uh, that's dumb, but whatever, you know, it's it's par for the course. Uh, now, how I, do we? You know what? I, okay, I will say though that like the the message of this episode, which it seems to be that, you know the reason that He-Man is as powerful as he is is because he only ever, like, he has this enormous power and isn't corrupted by it, basically. Instead, he he gives it back every time it's time to give it back. No. He only wields it when, like, others are in danger. Uh, you know, it's, it's the sort of, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely unless you're He-Man no. thing of it all. Like, 
you know, I, I'm I'm very much hoping that that's actually Skeletor's undoing. It seems like that's what they're setting up. It seems like they're setting up that Skeletor is going to try and wield the power without the sword like He-Man did. But since when you do that, you, you're you basically not you anymore. Skeletor is going to lose himself. And whereas Adam was able to pull himself back because of his emotional ties, Skeletor has no emotional ties. I have to say, if that's where they're headed, I I like that plot. I think that's where they're going. I mean, I think they definitely laid it out like that. Uh, and and so, side note, how do we feel about Evelyn's sorceress costume with the bat head on her head? I thought it was kind of cool, but I'm curious of other opinions. Yeah, I dig it. I love a I love a as long as no bats were harmed in the making of that bat helmet. I'm in, I'm into it. I'm certain that several bats were harmed in the making of that one giant fact, bat. In the in the production of the animation, they had to murder a half oh, dozen bats right. just to get the right color for the uh, paint on their oh. hand, the painted cells, which I'm sure is exactly what happened there. Well, then I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. With that ink? <laughs> You're just going to kill some more bats. No, huh? I'm going to write That's it with vegan, means, vegan ink. <laughs> Do we... We now transport ourselves to the Mystic Mountains. This is where Atila has teleported them to. She doesn't quite know why, but she sort of just was like, this is where we need to be. We'll find out why that happened later. They're sort of like, what do we do? And then He-Man runs off into the woods. There we go. Okay, that was a good moment. Um, yeah. We go back. I like the I like the animation of this sort of magical place. It, it, that was cool. It, contrasts well with sort of the dark undead place that we just saw. And the fact that she's unleashing an unthinking beast here is, is cool. I don't like that. He killed one of the native populations immediately. Yeah, that was a little rough. I mean, Manticores I mean, traditionally are enemies of heroes in, uh, in D and D at least. Yeah. Right? yeah I, but I mean, what that Manticore do, he's probably like minding his own business. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard to say it is, it's a weird, uh, because yeah, Manticore definitely, uh, evil creature. So like, did, was the Manticore just like hanging around and He-Man was like, rah, I killed him. Or did the Manticore attack him? No. I think it, I, I don't know what they were trying to say there. Cause if it were like a unicorn, then you would know yeah. like, oh, he's obviously out of control or whatever. Yeah. But, but, this, but here's the like, thing. When he, when he man lands in this land, he starts sniffing around. So he clearly smells the Manticore and hunts him down. So he went to the Manticore specifically to hunt it. And I thought so it was not, implied the Manticore was just drinking out of the river and He-Man just came up behind and just like ripped his head off. Yeah, uh, it definitely seemed like He-Man went hunting, like smelled a Manticore and was like, I'm going to get into a fight. Let me go fight this Manticore. We don't know what that dude was doing. He might have been grocery shopping. I figured the Manticore probably was molesting kids at the moment that he was killed by He-Man. Uh, it just seems like a groomer. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I mean, kids you know, I, but I mean, he was doing it in in a nice forest down by the river. So where else would you? What do you think molesters like molesting kids in dank, ugly basements? No, ideally they would be doing it in a beautiful forest with glittery rocks that float and a by a nice river. Come on now, Gina. Yeah, so I'm saying at least those cartoon children that got molested get to see a nice view. Uh, bad news about that. He man also killed them because he oh. is a oh no. Yeah, we okay. didn't see that, but the, the the bodies were behind the Manticore. 
I think that's implied. Oh, okay. Or like underneath him, like squished underneath him. Yeah, yeah, because obviously he was on top of them. Then he kills him and just like on top of them. So like, Jesus, the whole thing. It's a real turducken of pain is what I hear you saying. Real sad and like a weird choice. But, you know, uh, Kevin Smith going to Kevin Smith. I mean, it's a fact. So we, we, we get our, we get our, uh, you know, we haven't seen man at arms and we're not acting like it's a big surprise. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that oh was the God, only disappointment for this? me. The only disappointment for me was nobody was there to be like, man at arms, it's you. Oh my God. We haven't seen him in 16 minutes. Oh no. He's in the dungeon. He's virtually naked and he is being attacked by a tentacle monster apparently for the 30th straight hour in something that only Robert Clark Chan in the mid 90s saw on VHS. Wow. Wow. Way to get called out. That was uh Tell me I'm wrong. And Chan. True. Tell me I'm <laughs> wrong. Uh it's called the Orlax of Primaria and it's some sort of unkillable mystical being. A skeleton walks in and I guess puts it to sleep. And then he's just like, I want you to tell everything you know about Adam, everything you know about He-Man, everything you know about the power. I want to understand this thing. I want to know how he was able to do it. So just give me all the info and let me sort it out. I'm the interstellar genius. And you know what? Why Man-at-Arms is talking to him at all, it blows my mind. Because Man-at-Arms has to know he's not sharper, smarter, wiser than Skeletor. So you would be best assured just not talking because you know whatever you say is going to be used against you in a no, court of he can't Bellator. he can't not talk. He just needs to tell him useless bits of information. He needs to be like that scene in the Goonies where like the brothers are interrogating Chunk and they're like, okay. tell us what you did. And he's just listing every bad thing he ever did, even though that's uh-huh. not what they wanted. But he's like talking about how one time he went to a movie theater and he started making puking noises and it made people puke and the brothers just have no choice but to listen. So this is when, when, when Skeletor goes to man at arms and says, tell me everything about he man. This is when man at arms should be like, okay, here's how he likes his chicken. Sometimes he likes it baked. Uh, but usually he likes it, it wrapped in bacon and then pan fried, but then finished off in the oven. And he just needs to do that for as long as it takes. Gina, you really should just go eat some junk food because yeah, you, you are flipping out hungry. here. Very hungry. Uh, Lord. <laughs> I, I will say that I did like this uh, because it was clear that men at arms didn't want to talk, but because Skeletor is a uh, real smart and evil. He got him to talk, and then he's like, "Tell got me him more." It's like, "Oh, damn it! I didn't mean to, you know, uh, give because he gave away information that uh, is useful to Skeletor." Uh, and as you say, it, it is it is setting up something interesting. I personally feel like he's going to, uh, you know, like give up the power, be like weak ass Skeletor, and maybe get caught out while he's weak like that, like uh, uh, Secret Wars two. But yeah, we'll see. See. I was kind of wondering because the way they sort of led it, it was sort of like, is Skeletor going to be like fake He-Man and go around trying his best to be a good guy and help people? And that way he thinks he can like harness the power that way. Um, Are we going to kind of see this kind of like weird, you know, uh, a a gentle Skeletor who can't really do it, but he's trying and he ends up hurting people, but he's really trying really hard. I don't know. I'm interested to see where they go with this in the next couple of episodes, because it does leave you at 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 a point where it could go in one of several different directions, all of whom could be potentially interesting. 
I mean, the other the other option that they could do is if if Skeletor does determine the fact that what makes He-Man powerful is the fact that he gives up the power, is that Skeletor could like strike some sort of deal with Eva Lynn and say, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna transfer the power to you. And then when I get it back, I'll be more powerful than ever. And then she's just not going to give it back. I mean, I think that's probably where, we're, based on what we saw in the last scene, but we'll get there. Every in just a option second. I say, you say, is probably going to happen. I've given yeah. like three options. They can't all happen, Ray. He's patronizing you, Gina. Don't you see that? <laughs> You must strike back. Speaking of patronizing, you could patronize us by going to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Now oh. back to your regularly scheduled show. Oh, hey, you know guys. Okay with that. This is a good ad for Patreon in the middle of the episode. <laughs> Every just half Patreon the audience only just episode. thought we were done and, and turned their iPods off. I mean, they were probably well gone before that point anyway. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you know, we did Saber Riders. It's on Patreon. It's in the vault. Go get it. Okay. Anyway, so we, uh, this is where we, uh, uh, they try to, uh, Tila and them try to talk to Rampaging He-Man. And they get really, really close until Tila brings up the king. And then he gets all furious and like throws her around. And then he hears a horn off in the distance. And they're, it finds out they're at Point Dread, which is some sort of like a keep where King Randor is in fact staying. And so Rage He-Man, uh, who I just refer to, this guy is actually the best version of the Hulk. I think that we've seen uh, committed to, uh, to film, uh, including the MCU. I'll put it out there right now. This version of He-Man is a better Hulk than the MCU Hulk. I've said it. I prefer to think of him as He-Ra. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I get that. Okay. Uh, he goes He goes jumping off the cliff in order to go kill King Randor. So all of the people there are just getting wailed on by He-Man. All the soldiers are coming together, and they finally pull it together. They start throwing, like, and these guys must have mad skills because they're throwing these lasso ropes and these chains, and they're wrapping around his arms and neck and body and legs, and they're holding him in place. And finally, after, like, 15 of them pull it down, they finally get He-Man sort of corralled enough that the king can come out and talk to him. And the king says, nobody hurt him. Don't do any more moves. Just hold him there. I want to talk to him. Gives him an absolutely wonderful speech about he how he failed as a father, even though he had some success as a king, and that he will always love He-Man. He-Man breaks the, the bonds, right? And is about You're to smash him. You're calling them by the wrong names. There's Adam and there's, there's He-Man. Well, He-Man and Adam are the same person, Gina. I don't know if you're aware. He, oh, like, dang. literally during the speech, King Randor says, I wanted you to be more like He-Man, but I realized oh, right. Adam was superior. Are you right. not fair, paying fair attention? Fair enough. I mean, Gina, I'm giving you bullet points here. This is up to you uh, to fill in the details. But as the you bullet have points done. are wrong. You quoted the speech incorrectly. Right. He-Man is Adam. For the kids at home, he for Gina also as well. He-Man is the same as Adam. He's just magically enhanced that's, to become that's He-Man. That's literally, here's the thing, though. When he's brainless He-Man, when he's Hulk He-Man, he's absolutely he not. They're trying to get through to the Adam part of his brain. So you're confusing points here. I mean, very possibly. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Open the jaw, Rick. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad, watch. We're on the power. I'll get us inside, He-Man. 
Ram Man, E-Man, and Castle Grayskull, each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, the speech is so good that King gives him a hug and He-Man turns back into Adam because they are the same person. And, and Adam uh, is crying and he says, I, I, I have given back the power because that's what I do. That's what makes me the hero that you know me to be and the hero that we deserve, which I thought was very interesting point. And to what Chan said earlier, I think is going to lead us in, 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 in interesting places. I noticed uh, some of my uh, favorite movies of the past few years uh, have an interesting trend. Uh, Encanto, uh, Turning okay, Red, okay. Everything Everywhere okay. All at Once. Uh, do we, do we understand the connection between those three? They all three have the letter E in the title. They're all about... Um, uh, matriarchal overwhelming matriarchal influences apologizing to their children for the trauma they have caused them Ugh, no wonder uh, i haven't watched any of them which <laughs> really have you not seen any of those no i've seen everything no, everywhere seen all at once okay but i, I, have. Seen Kato, but I haven't too. seen the other two um uh, I mean, to be fair i think coco's better but that's just me of course you would right of my course unpopular you would. hill to die on Far be it for there to be a sh- a movie featuring a female protagonist. <laughs> I understand your problems there. What in a Disney film? That's never been done before. Uh, yeah, that's why it's weird that you only watch the ones with dudes because there are not a whole lot of them. It's yeah, a I weird mean, choice fair, you made, Ray. But I respect your life choices. Yeah, you know? he's only Look, seen Sword Coco, of the Stone, and Coco, up Robin and Hood, Finding Nemo. <laughs> uh, Finding Nemo is a delight. I mean, here's the deal: Toy Story, gotta love them all. <laughs> Anyway, what's your uh, point about the Disney's? My point is, once he started talking, once the king started talking, I was like, wait a minute. Are they oh. doing a goddamn encanto here? Is this going to be about the father apologizing? Because you know, basically, we have an entire generation of uh, people have been uh, fucked up by their kids, and then they get to be filmmakers, and now they're making movies where their parents apologize to them because their real-life parents never will. Uh, which is delightful. Uh, I love it. I'm all for it. I want to see more of it. But when it started happening here, I was like, wait a minute. This is weird. Um, And it was also the point where I noticed as I was typing, uh, because because I like every cartoon that we watch here, like I uh, do a little uh, um, uh, transcript of it by hand and almost never do I get more than like a few lines before I, you know, have to hit the old carriage return and, you know, go into a different person speaking. It happens constantly in Kevin Smith. He's just like speech after speech after speech. And I remember watching clerks the first time and going, well, you know what? These speeches are all very uh, funny and enjoyable, but Jesus Christ, does he talk like this in real life? Like, do you have to listen to a monologue constantly all the time that must be insufferable and it's something he still does and it's real like if you're reading a comic book great 
But if you're if you have moving pictures in front of you, fuck man, let other people talk once in a while. <laughs> I feel personally that called out right now. My I twelve do. line diatribe. <laughs> oh my goodness! I promise I try to let y'all speak. I promise. <laughs> Oh, my gracious. Anyway, there's a big hug. He turns back to Adam and everybody's happy. Let's go back to Grayskull, where Beastman and Evelyn have a moment. They have a scene because earlier Beastman did not like the way Skeletor was talking to Evelyn. We kind of got a shot of him. And he was like, do I have to kick this guy's ass? No, it's probably a bad idea. So I'm going to let it pass, but I don't like it. And I thought that was cool because Beastman comes on in. And he's just like, Evil Lynn, yo, like, what's up? Like, you're the sorceress now. Like, you don't got to take that junk. And Evil Lynn's like, hey, Beastman, why aren't you a leader of men? He's like, I'm really not. She's like, you literally lead men. He's like, yeah, but they tell me to. And I'm like, okay, okay. I get where this character's all about. I get him. He needs to follow somebody. You know, uh, this is, I have no problem with this uh, whatsoever. Uh, I, I like this kind of character because not everybody can be a leader. Even the leaders aren't always leaders. No one yeah. else has anything to say. No, I mean, I mean <laughs> this it, is it, where I try to let you guys talk. See, <laughs> this is why I don't do it. You didn't, you didn't, you weren't making any points. That was a great point about a character archetype that anybody could have jumped in on. But here we are. I. Mm. Yeah, I, my problem with this is different than that. I'm for that. Uh, I love those kind of characters. My favorite characters are the sound waves and the mad dogs from uh, Hard Boiled of the World. Um, this was like, it's it's f- fine, but I was put off by the way they are really telegraphing how this evil Lynn situation is going to go down. Sure. Like she gets uh, physically abused by Skeletor and she's responding as if she were a woman trapped in an abusive relationship. Uh, she lashes out at the, the nice guy that tries to help her uh, beast man. Beast man of all people. Uh, you know, like eventually, yeah, she is going to, turn on him and reclaim her power as a woman, even though she already had it before. And it feels really clumsy in terms of I'm shocked that the writing of this show seems clumsy. (laughs) I'm not surprised by it. I continue to be disappointed by it. Um, And I, yeah, I, I, I'm just like, like you said, like, like, Oh, Hey, there's some good bits. I, I'm not noticing the good bits because the the uh, clumsy bits are just like really irritating the shit out of me. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, look, be, some some powerful uh, people like Beastman just need you know they they just need someone else to lead the way. He's he's the Preston Garvey of this situation, and that is for both of you Fallout Four fans out in the audience, and I, no one else, definitely no one else on this show. Can I just point out that this is a perfect encapsulation of the two of you. You both watched the same scene and Ray took away from it. I really like this male character in this scene about this woman. (laughs) And Chan said, wow, this woman is really poorly written. And then Ray said, there was a woman in this scene. And then Chan said, they really should treat women characters better. 
And then Ray said, I want to eat a ham and watch a, a solo show that's just Beast Man talking to me for an hour about how things used to be better in this country. <laughs> and nowadays they just let women in the workforce and everything went downhill. Yeah, he uh, really you know, nailed the essence of this, I think. That nailed it. I, I, and that's actually a great segue to the next episode of MR Ray. We're having <laughs> Beastman on the show to talk about how things used to be better, but now they're not as good because of the woke left. I just that's it. just look for that on your podcast dial, MR Ray, not to be confused with the children's entertainer. You could also uh just click on any Joe Rogan podcast to get us into the same thing. I mean, so. yes, yes, of course. That's the, yes, absolutely. Look, more famous, sure. But does he a beast man? I don't know, maybe, but I do. And that's the important distinction between us, if that is one. So Evil Lynn has the real power, but she refuses to take the reins of leadership. He suggests. This is interesting. He suggests, why don't you do it? And she's like, you treasonous swine. Get out of my sight. I can dominate you, you idiot. Get out of here. And he's like, all right, fine. And so she turns around and immediately starts watching the scene where Adam and King Randor just hugged. And then and it's just like, why is she watching that? That's interesting. She got this mirror. She can see things. And then that ends. She's like, that's very interesting. Now show me every single other time when Adam gave up the power willingly or unwillingly and it's like oh she's putting a plan together because she is gonna make a move on skelly man stay tuned oh is that what she's uh, I, to me that read very much like uh like eternia porn hub and she's like <laughs> oh god oh look at this uh uh hot father and stepson just like hugging Jesus. you know what uh let me go up to the search bar uh search more hot <laughs> dad and stepson hugging and uh yeah should just put that put that on a uh, playlist and let's go uh i'd watch that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'd feel okay about myself if i watch that also you know there there you at this point you're not really supposed to know if she's doing it to do recon for Skeletor. Like Skeletor okay, said to sure. her, you need to find out what this is. Uh, yeah, I will say the very predictable thing that happens is she she takes her power back like Chan said. I mean, you know, maybe they won't go that way. Maybe at the end she'll just be, she'll, she'll throw herself into a volcano after him and die with the man she loves and was abused by for years. Yeah, I'm I'm offering a best case scenario because I know that the worst case scenario is much, much worse <laughs> and is very much on the table here. Everything's on the table. I mean, they could be setting us up to just like uh, defy our expectations. That's a very popular thing for people to do right now. Uh, I don't think it typically works when you do it a whole lot. I think you could only you got to save them. You got to save those moments. You can't put nine of them in the same property star wars and or game of thrones i'm just saying one or two one or two that's it that's all you need yeah and this is of course the first time uh that anybody has uh swerved a narrative um and uh i i think <laughs> if that were the case in the past we'd find that uh you could just swerve people every i don't know monday night 
on a regular basis and no one would have a problem with that. So Not for at least 15 years or so, then they'd probably mm-hmm. switch to your competitor. Just saying, probably. Robert Archan. Just saying. <laughs> Could be anything we're talking about right now. Look, as long as Vince Russo doesn't show up, I'm going to be okay. Oh my goodness. That, that guy. Oh, I got some Jim Cornette style opinions on that guy, but that's another podcast for another time for this episode of masters of the universe revelation named reason and blood has ended. Everybody was this your favorite episode of this series? I was predicting walking in the door. The answer would be yes. I mean, that's like saying, you got a series of flus and then a cold and asking, was this your favorite sickness? Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I guess, I guess out of all the sicknesses, I would rather get a cold than a flu. So yes, this was my favorite episode of this show. Love. I feel like, uh, if I'm playing, uh, Russian roulette and you're like, which is your favorite chamber? I'm like, (laughs) you know what? Any of them except that one. Uh, and this felt like, one of the empty chambers you know what like maybe it's a a little bit nicer than the other empty chambers but really it's just uh it's empty chamber or a brain splattered against a wall yeah you know eventually your brains are going to get splattered which is probably going to happen in the next episode there's only three more chambers to go guys we might make it i'm just saying (laughs) we didn't make it out of the last one so we did not no uh you guys got shot repeatedly um, I got out fine. I thought it was great. Um, even when I didn't, I thought it was great. <laughs> also, to to be clear, because uh, we had some interactions on Twitter where uh, uh, someone was like, man, I, I I know you guys hated it, but I enjoyed it. I had felt, felt, felt a real nostalgia kick. You are absolutely welcome to enjoy the <laughs> shit out of this. You absolutely should enjoy anything that you enjoy as much as you want. For any reason that you want, uh, I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't in uh, shouldn't not enjoy. You should not. You sh- hold on. We'll get it. You shouldn't be poo poo, but uh, yeah, but it is poo poo for me. I just uh, want you I to acknowledge disagree. that the writing is bad. I just want. I just. I think that that's that's a fact, not. <laughs> Not and you can, you can enjoy things that are written poorly. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say, look, yes, the writing is bad. I still like it. There are tons of movies where I'm like, oof, this is real bad, and I love it. What, Gina, I stand with animation writers. I don't know about y'all, but mm. I stand with animation writers. This is This is perfectly fine. This is a wonderful nostalgia trip. They are subverting the entire trope of He-Man. And they are they are turning it into something else. And I appreciate the effort that they are putting into it. Is every single moment a hit? No. Are there tons and tons of misses? Maybe. Is overall this great? I don't know. But I do know that I am enjoying the heck out of it. I will say right now, that was one of the most enjoyable fight scenes I have watched this calendar year. And I just watched The Batman so that really doesn't mean anything. But my point I'm trying to make here, if I there do is one. want to clarify that if you are listening to this podcast, yes, you should absolutely enjoy uh, watching this Masters of the Universe uh, and any any cartoon or property that you like and enjoy. Ray should not. It is uh, a character flaw that Ray enjoys this, and he's a bad person for liking it. 
Just yeah, want to make sure I'll second that. that's clear. I mean, this is this is this is this is not the worst thing I've heard about myself on this show. <laughs> I will accept that if my if my unbridled joy at at childhood nostalgia is a little overwhelming to some, that's fine. I oh, will you, go to you sleep well that at night. Chan just doesn't understand. That's why he. That's why he. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Chan just doesn't get it. Gina, you get it. You're just choosing to hate it. But Chan, much like me with Legion, you're just not picking up the pieces here. I get it, which is why I hate it, because I can see all of the writing. Don't you can't you normally see the writing in a show, though? Isn't that like there is writing on shows? If if you're constantly aware of the <laughs> the fact that a scene is written a certain way and a plot is going a certain way, then that is, that's not great. Doesn't that just mean you know too much? Like I can't watch a real wrestling match and really just enjoy it like I could before I knew what I know. Isn't that just the same thing with you and animation writing at this point? No. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I feel like you should still be able to enjoy wrestling, even if you have been uh, a wrestler. It's, yeah, I can, there's an art well, form it's, there. It's like, not, I'm just saying right like, now. I'm fucking Picasso. I paint shit, and now I can't stand <laughs> uh, images because I know how to make images. <laughs> Go to the Magic Castle and look at how many magicians are sitting in the front row at each of these shows. The answer is none because they know they know how it works. And then they're not worried about it anymore. No, that's because for years their friends invited them to their magician shows. And then they were like, oh, God, I don't want to go to another magician show. It's like getting 18 invites to improv shows every week. No one wants to go see that much improv. Dang, you're only getting 18? <laughs> you were really cut off from uh, the community. <laughs> Which is exactly how I like it. <laughs> I mean, no lie detected. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. You guys at home, I do need to know about this fight scene because Chan was not committal. Gina hated it. I loved it. I was didn't this say I fight hated scene? it. I just said it's there's no it. stakes there. It's just it like boring. all of the other writing for this show. It was a great Steve Austin versus The Undertaker uh, match in their heyday. You know neither one's going down in the first 20 minutes but you're still enjoying the way the match is constructed and what's happening in the psychology of it all. That's I'm sorry, Ray. I thought you couldn't about. enjoy wrestling anymore. <laughs> no, I could back then because I didn't know how it worked. And now if you watched Stone Cold versus the Undertaker, I don't know if nothing. I don't know if I could watch it. I don't know if I can. I probably could. They're still brilliant. Who what am I talking about? Great athletes those two. <laughs> I will say I can't watch any of this this Vince McMahon crap these days. But granted, that makes all of us homogenized wrestling. I don't like it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, that has been Masters of the Universe, part two, episode two of season one. Pa reason, past no reason and blood. Look, my writing's terrible. Reason and blood. I've only said it fifty times in this episode. Reason and blood is what we've been discussing. I want to know how you guys felt about that fight scene. Did you like it? Did you not like it? 
Do you need a Netflix password? Just let us know what's going on. We will try to take care of you, except not with the Netflix password, because I don't want to lose my Netflix and miss out on the great next three episodes of this show. Also, I just started new uh, Stranger Things, and I, I want to see where that goes to. Yo, are you guys watching old enough? You told me to watch it, and I watched the first five minutes of an episode, uh, and I haven't gone back to it. Is that God the kids it, who buy is, groceries? What is yeah, wrong with you, Gina? I just, put a, I just put a gro- GoPro on my four-year-old and just sent her to buy groceries and watch that. remove it from my queue. Like, I might go back. How many times do I have to tell you? I need a plot, an actual plot. This is why I can't. I don't watch sports. I don't enjoy There's things. absolutely a plot. No, you say that about everything. You say sports have a plot. You say wrestling has a plot. Mm-hmm. I need an actual real to plot, be, not just fair, like, Gina. will this kid get the groceries and get home? Gina, but to be fair, they do, they do, they do release a manticore in each episode, and you don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, he's just going to be chasing the kid down the whole time, saying, "Hey, you want some candy, kid?" Mm, I mean, that candy. I'd watch. That I'd watch. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, if you put a GoPro on your own four-year-old Chan, you'll watch much deeper because the stakes will be much higher. No, because these kids are like they they are super 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 capable of doing this, and I think I that's why that. Chan likes it because he likes to imagine a world where he could just give his kid a list and send him off for two oh. hours and think he's okay. Are I mean, these I- two year olds vastly more competent than my four year old? Yes. <laughs> Am I jealous? Also, yes. <laughs> Am I planning to send my child to Japan? to learn whatever it is that they're doing over there. <laughs> I mean, if by send you mean stuff into a UPS box, tape up, poke a couple of holes in and, and just see what happens. Probably, probably high percentage chance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, this all tracks as I know it to be this all tra- I have not seen your show yet. Chan, I will watch it at some point, at least the five minutes that Gina's seen. So we can all talk about it intelligently. Look, I just watched all eight episodes of The Boys, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, the whole oh season of Stranger Things, and uh, the first two episodes of Hacks and the most recent episode of Barry. There's only so much content I can consume. Yo, that was literally this afternoon, good, just for the record. Um, she watched these all on double speed <laughs> and gets through them all in an afternoon. It's crazy, but there it is. I also finally finished six seasons of Downton Abbey because I thought oh, I was going to do Lord. a press junket about it. And you didn't. <laughs> I got COVID, so I couldn't. But I was oh, already shoot. too deep in the show at that point, so I had to finish that last season. So did they raise their pinky in the air while drinking the tea? Was that a big plot point? I'm just guessing. I've never seen Downton Abbey. Uh, I forget. <laughs> and that's our show, everybody. What happened to Abbey? We got some stuff to talk about. Uh, it just happened, so you missed it. But me and Gina were just on the uh, Own Every Word uh, Twitch.tv game show. If you missed that, there are going to be links in our Twitter. Uh, you can go back and probably watch a replay of it of some kind. I bet we were hilarious. Robert Clark Chan went to go see a wrestling show and get COVID instead of doing this show with us virtually because <laughs> that was what he wanted to do. We shall see. Also, I'm going to be on that show later this month. With or without COVID, so. <laughs> I mean, it's also true. He Chan claims that gives us double the exposure. I would argue the three of us together on a game show of this, this like password, you know, not password, but this, I don't know, 
I don't even know. It, it's a Mad Lib style game show where you pick which word fits the best. So it's a bit like, oh, what's that? Uh, what's that terrible game that everybody used to love and isn't that funny anymore? Oh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, no I know what he's talking one. about, and I'm not going to give it to him. Who oh, wants to no, be a millionaire? It's no well, Chad. Just give it to me. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune, the obnoxious game that I thought was really funny the first two times I played it. And then I was like, oh, this is hack. What was that game called, Chan? Oh, it's on the tip of your tongue, isn't uh, it? Obnoxious word. Box, it's and called, you're it's seeing a, it in your mind. I can. You can't this do so it, upsetting. can you? Oh, my God. <laughs> the newlywed Robert game? Quentin. It is not the newlywed game. Are you going to make me look it up? Are you going to make me look it up? Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. God damn it. Why? Ah, oh, jeez, oh, Pete. Anyway, it's like that, but, you know, it's like that. You just pick it between a bunch of words to fit in a sentence, and that's what you do on the show, Gina. Oh. Some of these words maybe I did a voice for, but we'll never hear it. <laughs> Shame. Anyway, we did that, so you should look for that. And where can you find that? Well, that's on our Twitter feed, at G.I. Joe Podcast, or Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Hey, you had to hear about something three times before you decide to do it. I've already mentioned it twice now, so what if I mentioned Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast and gave you a chance to go there right now for like five bucks. You get access to every episode of the show we've ever done. And it's like, what at this point, 600 episodes. It's a lot. It's every, everything we've ever done. This feed, despite the fact that I pared it down like two years ago is now like 250 episodes of this show. Don't know how that happened, but uh, there it is. So there's a lot more in the super secret vault, as well as special uh, Patreon only episodes that have never hit the feed as well as anything else we post. We do live shows. We do fun stuff. You want to go to that. Otherwise, like I said before, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or on Twitter at G.I. Joe podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Gina, you're free. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your night. Only four <laughs> others share this secret. Guardians of Grayskull all amidst an army of the honorable. Committed to guarding Castle Grayskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Grayskull, control the power. The power to be masters of the universe. I already kind of have to pee, so I figure uh, that'll get me motivated to finish this thing off fast. Yeah, yeah. I just peed, but I drank so much water today, so I'm sure in about 20 minutes I'm going to have to pee again. Am I... Am I supposed to grab those snacks or are we not doing that this week? Not, not this week. week. Oh, all right. Uh, and of course, by the time we get to uh, uh, the actual thing, Gina, Gina's bag will be completely stale. So <laughs> yes, way to go, Gina. Look, get I, I didn't know we were going to do it on camera. I thought I could just eat one on like, uh, like audio. Uh-huh. Can I just so say you how gonna, disappointed you were just I am? Lie. Look, I, I, so... I had 10 beers in me. You're lucky I wasn't dead. I have no junk food Jesus. in my house, so it was either those or I made some baked carrots. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> baked that carrots is, is the go-to. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, it's my cheat day. I'm going to get fucked up. You know what I'm going to do? Baked carrots. Come on. Who's with me? No, I have a box of Trader Joe's banana tempura in my freezer, but like that would have involved baking and I didn't feel like doing that. Man, we are the bougiest people in the fucking world. (laughs) 
For yeah, the you try like making food decisions at 2 a.m. when you're 10 beers deep. Yeah, at drunk o'clock. Taco Bell. Yeah, Jack of the Box. End That's your decision. Jack of the Box or Taco Bell. Like, whatever. That's close. assuming you're you're what? You're going to drive there? You're going to DoorDash? Like, of course you're going to drive there. What are you talking Taco about? Bell? Right <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, you got to get there. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh but my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like- Is he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.